So I Married a Cinephile uses clips, quotes, and songs in fair use as commentary for movie review, with no intention for monetary profit or gain. So please don't sue us. We're just having fun. Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> Guys, I'm Ben Farmer, and I'm a cinephile. I'm Megan Carver. I'm a cine We watch all... You you can't... I can't do that? No, of course not. We have... I'm sipping my sleepy time tea. All right. We watch all kinds of movies, new and old. And let you know if you should watch them, I too. I don't have tea in my hand, you otherwise I'd sip over you yeah, as we well. we should, like, cheers or something. Okay, anyway. anyways. Welcome back! Welcome back! To So I Married a Cinephile. Jeez. So what episode of season three is this? Uh, four? Episode four. Oh my. Yeah, that's right. Look at us rolling. And if it's 16... Uh, we have 12 more. 12 more. After this. So we're four away from our 40th episode. So, oh my god. What should we do? I don't know. Should we like roll a champagne bottle on the microphone I or think something? I, yes. <laughs> Just break a champagne bottle over the microphone. It'll go so well. It'll be great. And then buy a new microphone. <laughs> yes. It'll be so worth it. the $12 we We'll put it on Instagram Live. Podcast. <laughs> it'll be awesome. We'll get 57 views. Ben, how are you doing? I am fucking exhausted I know. how are you i'm exhausted too yeah. why don't you tell our audience how your opening weekend went opening weekend went amazingly well that was wonderful bravo i loved that oh, it was great we had gorgeous weather we did large receptive audiences the new york times was there yeah which was great the, the new york times photographer was there when yeah. i went and this i'm guy like was what? monkeying around the walls he was very skilled crawling all over the place taking photos and parkour at the same time <laughs> the exact same the man time. has found guy was a impressive. calling i was such an actor in that and i think i told you this when i'm doing one of my scenes like way downstage mm -hmm. but i see the photographer like way stage left oh that's right and so i'm like talking to you right you're yeah. like to my left but uh -huh. the photographer's sort of behind you mm -hmm. out of my sight line mm -hmm. and the old adage is if you can't, if you see, can't the camera, see the camera, the camera can't see you. Yep. And at that moment, I couldn't see the camera. So I'm having this conversation with one of my scene partners, uh -huh. and I just lean ever so forward <laughs> while I'm talking to him. So that you're in to catch shot. The lens. I'm like, oh, it's my left side, too. Ooh, the good and I one. Think my left side is my good side. Right. Uh, such a whore. No, you're not. A little bit. You're. Though. I mean, every tiny, actor is. A little tiny bit. You're just enjoying <laughs> being seen. That's but all. Opening weekend went so extremely well. Uh, we have three nights off, including this evening, and I have spent most of it asleep, just, just laying down <laughs> or asleep. I watched a documentary about meth. I know. In I was Arkansas. something. It's like you know, on my days off, I'm like, let's watch reruns of Great British Bake Off, <laughs> like the most low stakes. <laughs> reruns I went. of stuff I already know. You're like, let's watch Chernobyl and <laughs> meth. <laughs> like, what? I let's get all new information and make sure it's stressful. I was scrolling through all the HBO documentaries. That's and what there was you just do, one though. In, uh, based in Arkansas about uh, the American meth epidemic. And I don't... it's real. I... And I was like, wow. And then I took a nap. 
And that's it. That's crazy. <laughs> that does that not sound life. relaxing to me. It was. It was very educational. Anyway. Uh, educational and relaxing. I don't yes. like to think when I'm relaxing. I'm just relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to learn while I'm relaxing, I'm like learning. Nineteenth relaxing animated is, cartoons going yes, through. Yes, exactly. <laughs> just the ones with like what, the cow not, and the yeah, mouse clapping. It, that's it. <laughs> no plot line. Nothing, nothing complicated. Otherwise, it's not relaxing. Oh man. Any, speaking of, oh wait, I'm sorry. My week was fine. Okay. I was tired. I didn't ask. No, I know you didn't. I just wanted to say, just like last week, you didn't ask. But this no, time I asked. you didn't initiate. No, we totally. I, That's I, right, you did. did. You and I was like, I'm good, and that and was then it. Then you were like, tell the people. Right, tell the people. Tell the nice people how spread the gospel. Me. Right. No, I'm fine. Okay. Work's exhausting. Yes. But you get to do some acting work this week. I do. For me. Yes. So, so thank you for that. Potential Squared, which is this business role-playing thing that Ben got involved with a year ago, a little over a year ago. More than that. I feel like it's a year or two now. Yeah. Where basically Anyways. it's, uh, think of business people who don't know how to interact with each other because they're socially awkward. It's mm-hmm. an opportunity for them to deal with higher stakes situations, such as, oh, I don't know, an audit, and make sure that they are able to practice out those scenarios mm-hmm. with challenging personalities. Yeah. So basically, as actors, you get to be the challenging personalities. There you go. I'm so excited. I'm not going to lie. The thing I'm most excited about is the LaCroix machine that yes. you have alluded to. Okay. So I will be so disappointed if it's not there. I am going to disappoint you. Oh, no. And tell you that they do not have a LaCroix machine. Did you just say that they to should. make me jealous for no reason? No. The LaCroix machine is in Boston. Oh. You're going to upstate New York. Oh. So All right. Boston's they, next. They should have LaCroix on tap. Available. They should have it readily available. Great. At the snack stations or whatever. No, the, the nutrition hubs. Nutrition That's hubs. That's what they're called. That's right. But How it, much of that is actually nutritious? Not a lot. Okay. Not a lot. I think like, they have yogurt. A banana. A banana and a yogurt. <laughs> yeah. And limes randomly. What? Um, <laughs> and thank you for doing that again. Because yes. I'm doing my play. This was originally my job. And I'm like, oh, I have to bail. But my wife is an actor and she's amazing. I swept in like Eve. <laughs> I've been watching oh, from the wings. Oh, Eve. I've you been are the waiting. Ann Baxter. I am my, the, Ann the Ann Baxter. You are the Baxter to my Betty Davis. 100%. <laughs> I'm nobody's fool, least of all yours. God. Anyways, ooh, this is hard. Speaking, Speaking of, of Diabolical sure. Minds, speaking of. LaCroix on tap we watched? <laughs> no. We referred to high stakes earlier, but like okay. earlier. <laughs> Speaking of here we are. <laughs> and Oh man. Okay, let's just let's just we watched. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. <laughs> Not air! <laughs> I'm too tired. Way too tired. We're to both too something. tired. That was so rough. Oh man. Uh, All right. Plot. Pl- well, let's uh, let's go through some of the casting crew here. Oh, it's directed I thought, okay. by Simon West. Uh, no, written by I thought a gentleman. It was directed by Jerry Bruckheimer. No, Jerry Bruckheimer produced it. Oh. Yeah, it's Jerry Bruckheimer, who's you know famous for Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean, The Rock, um, all these mid to late '90s yes. movies that came out that were big action set pieces but uh i feel like this is part of like sort of his golden age in my opinion because you were mentioning that con air is part of what i like to refer to as not only the golden age of jerry bruckheimer 
but the Nicolas Cage trifecta of movies that he did in two years. Yes. So first he did The Rock. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Carla was the prom queen. Then he did this film, Con Air. I said, put the bunny back in the box. And then he did Face, Face Off. Off immediately after. If I didn't love you so damn much, I'd have to kill you, bro. Which just makes me so furious. <laughs> I hate that movie with a fiery passion. I don't think passion. Face Off was a, was a Bruckheimer movie. It mm -hmm. was just sort of in this triple action movie sort of t two years I mean, did had. the man sleep? I can't I imagine doing those man. three movies in a row. Because if you think about him doing The Rock and then this movie. Oh like, my gosh. Playing Stanley Goodspeed and then playing Cameron Poe and then playing Caster Troy. No. Like... <laughs> Three no. very extreme characters. No. But Stanley Goodspeed is is charming and funny, and he's sort of the odd man out in The Rock because he's the chemical nerd right. who's like along for the ride. He's he's John Cusack, so he played he, John yes, Cusack. Yes, he was John He's John Cusack in The Rock. In The Rock, essentially. And then in Con Air, he's regular... He turns into Kevin, Sean Connery. Okay, Sean Connery with right. a terrible accent. And a wonderful... <laughs> And then he turns into Cyrus the Virus in Face Off. Face Off. It's all connected. Yes, it's all one. And I, I think I, I found a few moments that sort of connect all three. Yes. But, of course, starring Nicolas Cage as Cameron Poe, John Cusack, John Malkovich, a couple of Johns. Oh. Uh, Ving Rhames, Dave Chappelle, Steve Buscemi, Dave and Danny Trejo. Uh, let's see, Monica Potter also plays Nicolas Cage's wife. What do I know who's her trying from? to get home to? Monica Potter. So she's she's just got that face. I know I've like, seen her in something oh. as like a pouty wife. So this was a Robin Williams movie that she was in. Oh. Patch Adams. Uh oh. Oh. Wait, is that a bad thing? Well, it's a sad movie. Is it a sad movie? Yes, have you seen Patch Adams? I've seen Patch Adams. That's a sad I movie. I remember being, like, sad. There's children dying. Yes, that's sad. That's a sad movie. That's part of the movie. Oh, my goodness. I'm, it's not like a sad I know. It's like Schindler's I don't list. remember. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then there is one woman who's, like, the aside to, like, the sidekick of John Cusack. Yes. She is... The copier girl from that one episode of Friends that Ross sleeps with when Ross and Rachel were on a break. I'm really glad that you got that because I would have had I knew exactly who she was as soon as I saw her. Plot breakdown for IMDb. Uh, newly paroled ex-con and former U.S. Ranger Cameron Poe finds himself trapped in a prisoner transport plane where the passengers seize control. Yep. There you I go. mean, I don't know. Within passengers... Let's get specific. Yeah, the passengers it's are It's not all like he was on a Delta insane. flight and <laughs> some busybody Midwestern mom <laughs> decided to just take over the flight. Right, right. This is uh, specifically a plane transport that is moving criminals. the worst of the worst, as it turns out. Not just criminals. Like, like, on the day, you get some of the worst people in the world. Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> yeah, imagine if Hannibal Lecter... And uh, uh, what's his name? From? Jeffrey Dahmer. Yes, I was Osama just thinking. Osama bin Laden. If they all managed to somehow book the same fucking flight. If they flight. were all on a group text and they were all able to get on the same transport plane. Exactly. Going to the same prison. Yep. This is what the movie would be. Yep. Um, but again, this is like a pre-9-11 world where, it, and I was thinking about this when I was watching this movie, where you can have these sort of, these larger than life terrorist scenarios mm -hmm. And, you know, in, in a post 9-11 world now, we're, we're like, oh, this is very real. Yeah. Especially like today, there was a helicopter crash in Manhattan. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people were like, 
oh fuck our brains automatically go there because of the world we live in now right but before that happened uh-huh. you could do you can make these movies and be like clock's ticking we've got 48 hours to save the president's dog from being molested sold, oh molested sold by, to, by the dog molested. to the iranians oh who what aren't they the good guys they were not anymore boom you know <laughs> So you could have these kinds of movies with these like very high stakes kind of crazy batshit scenarios right. where you get The Rock where Ed Harris has taken over Alcatraz and is pointing poison missiles at San Francisco. Right. And you get this kind of movie where you have a transport plane filled with the, with the worst criminals you can sure. imagine. Why not? And Nicolas Cage... Who, oh my gosh, we really have to get into the plot just okay. to discuss the insanity. So of it. let's just start out with basic. I've noticed I say basically. I say that all the time. Basically. Basically. It's like basically. Basically, so, Con Air is this guy. Basically. So pretty much what happens in Con Air, first off, we start out where Nicolas Cage. Kevin Poe, what's his name? <laughs> Kevin Poe. Cameron, Cameron Poe. Po. Cameron Poe comes home from being a ranger. And he meets his wife. A U.S. Ranger. He meets his you make wife. You sound like he's oh a park ranger. He's a... Kevin <laughs> he Poe. He hangs his hat. Kevin Poe, the park ranger. High fives the bear. Comes home from his affair with Yogi the bear <laughs> to see his wife, uh, who works at a dive bar, who is pregnant with his child. What is her nickname? Her nickname? Hummingbird. Hummingbird. Oh, I almost said possum. Just because. <laughs> Just to be different. What's her nickname? Possum. That was the first thing that came to my head. Pass. Possum. I don't know. <laughs> and then these random guys, these, these random bar hooligans, drunk guys, for no reason, decide all of a sudden uh, your some wife is my property, apparently, and wants to fight him. These three men go up to a U.S. Ranger in full uniform. Yeah, it's kind of Nicholas not... Cage is in his dress blues. It's hard to miss him. <laughs> he has medals all, all over him. him. Like, like, he is a distinguished special forces Liza Minnelli US is Ranger. jealous of that jacket. All the bling on that shit. they just go up to him and start like ripping shit. off his medals and talking like, do shit. Do you want him? to die? <laughs> yeah, and then once they like he like was like just leave him alone. Oh, I, just I'll leave him alone. Oh, 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 oh. wait, wait, what's the Alabama accent? So, uh, 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 uh Humbird. Uh, 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 just just leave him alone keep... here. And uh, what what what's what's in the bag? A shark or something? I'm gonna steal the decoration man. <laughs> And then, <laughs> and they steal the decoration. I love that the wife is so mad at Nicolas Cage for yeah. that whole thing. She's, She's like, like, oh, you used I to be. I thought you changed. That's why you went and became a park ranger. I thought you'd change. <laughs> and he's like, I'm really sorry. My bad. Only I can prevent forest fires. And I. so then he goes, they go out to their car. These, and it's pouring rain. These like sludging rain. Come you can't out, even see straight. It's raining so hard. to pick a fight. Yes. And Nicolas Cage defends himself, but actually accidentally does so a little too yes. hard. Technically, he takes his palm and hits a guy in the nose as such, where his nose bone goes straight up into his brain. Right, so he kills someone kills and then guy. he gets a, a fucking 14-year sentence No, he something. gets just under a decade in prison. And okay. I'm like, this is a park ranger, right. friend to the animals, yes. who was defending himself right. from these three bar hooligans who wanted to start some shit and tried to grope his wife. Oh my god. They get in this fight with him outside of a bar. And then defending her, he kills one of them. Involuntary manslaughter. They sentence him to 
eight years in prison. And like a terrible prison, not yeah. like just your regular prison. And the prison. judge, the judge, I think specifically says he's like, you are, you, you are, you're a living weapon. A living weapon. Yes. And I'm like, oh my God. That's lethal weapon. That's yeah. a different That's guy. That's Martin Riggs, man. That's Mel That's Gibson. a different guy. Uh, then time just jumps all yeah. over then the place. Then we go to prison. We go to prison and then yeah, there's this terrible montage of Nicolas Cage and his child reading letters to each other. And it's the worst thing ever. It's very sweet, sure, but I cannot handle his stupid accent. He serves eight years of a 10-year sentence. And (laughs) jumping into a little bit of trivia, he went to Alabama to perfect his accent, according to trivia. Who did he hang out with? I don't know. Someone not from Alabama in Alabama? some back porch. I don't know, but it is... It is horrible. Oh, and uh, also Bubba from Forrest Gump is in this movie. Right. Yes, he is. I think this is. is his like second Alabama movie in a row. Right. So he finally gets onto this plane because he's being taken back home to see his wife mm-hmm. and meet his child for the first time because mm-hmm. he's been in prison since she was born. Mm-hmm. And then all hell kind of breaks loose because, well, we won't say yet. But another thing that's happening, similar timeline, is that the DEA is trying to get info on the flight from different respective oh, criminals. Shit, that's right. So John Cusack with his socks and his sandals <laughs> yes. shows up and is like, all right, you can't carry a gun on board. Don't carry a gun on board. Yeah. Just get all this information. I'm wondering too, okay, if you all are supposed to stay in your same seats, mm. how was he supposed to get respective information from everybody? And you're not know. supposed to talk. I don't know if it's like assigned seating like you're on an Alaska Airlines flight. It was that. I, that was very unclear. This it, I took whole, umbrage with this that. This whole fucking subplot of like, okay, so... John Cusack is a U.S. Marshal who is working with the DEA. The DEA wants to put an undercover man on the plane to get information from specific criminals. Right. But it's super muddy. Yes. And the whole point is that a gun gets on the plane, but there's actually there a stockpile of guns a gun in the on belly the plane. of the plane anyway. And the, the pilot has a gun. And the pilot has one. So I, it ended up being kind of a moot point, yeah, just in my opinion. stupid. So... Basically, what happens is that that's also happening at the same time. We've got all these terrible people on the plane. It turns out one of them on the plane is also Miley Cyrus the virus. I came in like a wrecking ball. John Malkovich, who Uh. has... Like an insane amount of knowledge and is also an insane person. Yes, he has like two doctorate degrees. Has basically come up with this plan to not only escape, but also is apparently contracted by some uh, person or something. I can't remember how he was getting money. Oh, I don't remember either. That was another thing. I didn't even know if he... I was confused why he was escaping other than just to escape. And if he was getting money, they didn't even need that. No. Because he could have just had his freedom and continued to go to, I don't know, some foreign, uh, some non extradition There's country. There's so many loose ends on this. Yeah. It's like a sad frayed scarf. Yeah. Uh, so, long story short, all hell breaks loose. Like, the worst of the worst all get on this plane with Nicolas Cage, and now he has an opportunity, essentially, to get off the plane. Right. But his friend Bubba, who has diabetes Diabetes! Fight it! Has to stay on the plane because he has to get his medication, and the only way he can is... No, no, no. He has to stay. He can't get off the plane because basically what they figured out, basically, what they figured out is 
how many people are expected to get off of the plane at the next stop right. and how many people are expected to get on, which they need people to get on because it's the rest of their right. evil Motley crew. So they have to swap out like people they've killed and guards and stuff like that to make them look like criminals yes. so that they can still get away. Something like that, right. yes. And right. so the black guy can't get off because they need three white guys to go off. Right. So they won't let the black guy get off. So he ends off. up staying. So he ends up staying. And Edgar Allan Poe decides he's going to stay as well, even though he has the opportunity to get off the plane because he wants to make sure, do the right thing. Right. There's a female guard there who's been, like, chained up, and there's, like, a known Danny Trejo the rapist. Rapiest the rapiest raper, raper of who all ever raped is on this plane. And is so ready to rape, rape, <laughs> rape, rape the night away. It's so... That's it. That's his entire character. Yes. There was nothing Just else to him. Rape. Tattoos and raper. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, thank you. That's all I need. So, Edgar Allan Poe decides, I'm going to stay. I'm not going to get off the plane. I'm going to help my diabetes friend and lady <laughs> I'm gonna friend. I'm going to fight diabetes I'm gonna and fight diabetes and rapist <laughs> on a plane in the air. In the air. At the same time. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a park ranger. I'm a this park ranger. Calling. This is what I've been meant, I've meant to do. <laughs> and then, oh, and then also, yeah, Hannibal Lecter gets on the plane. Yes. Who is, Steve they Buscemi. don't say like why or who he's killed or what he's done to them, but apparently it's like it would make. No, he's like eaten a bunch of people or something Oh, like he that. has a, he is actually a yeah, cannibal. Like, no, he's like, I, Yes, I'm pretty sure they say he's consumed people. Okay. And some of them children and stuff like that. Like okay. the worst of the worst. Okay. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, and then all the bad guys are on there, and then it's just up to Cameron Poe to fight all the bad guys yeah. and make sure that Diabetes Guy lives and Gal doesn't get raped and he gets home to his family. Yeah. And John Cusack is tracking all of this because he's tracking oh my the gosh, plane from the control right. room. And he sees what's been happening. So they have this whole prisoner exchange. Clearly, like, something is not adding up. The plane has been hijacked. Right. They put the plane's transponder on this other, like, mom and pop scenic tours plane. Right. So, they so what they to were using to track the plane is actually on a scenic tours plane going over the Grand Canyon. So John Cusack is able to put everything together and is like, oh, we have this guy. We have Cameron Poe, who's this former ranger, is up there for bogus charges. But he's just, he's... He has He's our a ally. flight home, but I right. think this guy is up there fighting for us, and if there's a way that we can get into contact with him. Mm -hmm. So they end up linking up. Um, there's a big sort of, <laughs> there's like five set pieces like right at the end. Like they go from like plane to plane desert to, to Las desert Vegas. to Las Vegas. Yes. Yeah. No, it's insane. Uh, oh my gosh. fire truck. So here's the thing is, is that like the plot in and of itself is very loose. Yeah. Just in, in. Even though the premise is very simple. The premise is, that's what I mean. The premise is very simple. Bad guys on a plane. Not snakes, bad guys. But there's so many little details. Right. So many little things that you just, you're kind of just wrapped up in it mm -hmm. the whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. I have not, I, I don't think I've seen this movie in probably the better part of 15 years. Uh-huh. And I enjoyed the shit out of watching. Like, I did too. I had a great time watching this movie. Right. I'm like, oh, I this feel is like not a poorly made movie at all. I feel like we're all. shitting all over this movie, but <laughs> we're, we're really not. not. But we're not. Because it's like, I mean, I really, I had fun with it <laughs> just time. because I wanted to make fun of some of it. But oh my God, John Malkovich in this yes. is so very good. He is very good. And if you say a word about this over the radio, the next wings you see will belong to the flies buzzing over your rotting corpse. He's, I mean, those. Those parts are so easy to over like overdo. Yes. Cut to he, he went to face sort off. of again, and I think we're I'm always referring to this, but like he he went to the place like Alan Rickman did in Die Hard. Yes. Like he's the, he's like the very like book smart, 
um, Anthony he d- Hopkins. Yeah, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to raise his voice unless no. he wants to. He's got a couple of really great lines, like mm-hmm. "Make a move and the bunny gets it," or that's right stuff like that, where oh, he, where he, he just comes up with really these random lines. ass lines, and they're like, "What are you crazy?" He's like, yeah, "According to my last psych evaluation." I mean, they're so yes. good. Yeah. <laughs> they're so good. And other than Nicolas I, Cage's terrible accent, oh, I mean, his performance, I feel like, is okay. Yeah. I didn't love it, but that's just me. He's charming. He's he's charismatic. He's charming in, in the leading role. Uh, John Cusack is a lot of fun as sort of the odd man out because he's, like, not action man. Yeah. He's the guy who wears a matching khaki suit with and socks with sandals. In my head, I just think of him like fast forward to fifteen years later when he has a record shop and doesn't. Yeah, know what to you do know, it himself. I like high fidelity John Cusack. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's I like this is his him. life before. Right, exactly. And that's it's weird. I haven't. I don't really picture him as that. And you have this other ensemble cast, like I said, uh, Dave Chappelle, Danny He's Trejo, Vic yeah. Rams, um, Steve Buscemi, who of course shows up for a little while. Yeah, really good. Uh, just ensemble '90s actors doing their thing, but. Yeah, I had a great fucking time watching this movie. And then basically, I hate that I say that so much. <laughs> to wrap things up, they land the plane. For better or worse. For better or for worse, they land the plane in Vegas. <clears throat> yep. We have ourselves a Vegas chase yeah. explosive. And we killed John Malkovich like 14, 14 times. 14 different times. This that guy's was like insanity. a fucking Timex watch. He's thrown from a fire truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, through glass a glass bridge wait he's handcuffed to the truck first he's no, a, no he's stabbed in the leg first oh stabbed in the leg with pole. a fireman's pole thrown from the fire handcuffed to the truck so he's like handcuffed then, both both arms are like you know crucifixion style to I to didn't notice the fire that truck. so fire truck crashes he flies, flies through, through the that air, glass bridge through two panes of glass yes and then he lands through the bridge on uh on wires like, on like electric wires electric falls wires. through them falls into a construction site into this rock pressing machine which is on which is just in the on. middle of the night yeah yeah because why wouldn't Cause it construction be and he slides right into the perfect spot for it to crush his sweet little skull mm-hmm. and then nicholas cage is reunited with his wife and his daughter his hummingbird who just happened his to possum, be right there who it's happened great. to be right there yeah. I mean, oh, I, I am so conflicted on this movie because I had a lot of fun with it. Mm. It was a lot of fun, but there were so many parts of it that I wrote down, this is such bullshit. This is insanity. Right. Like, there's one part where the plane <laughs> is flying and there's a car tied to it flying yes. behind it. Yeah, which is, like, a really great comedic moment. It's just ridiculous. And at that point, you're just, you just kind of accept it. Right. It's yeah. like people just threw money at this and said, just have fun, yeah. kids. yeah. Just go have fun with this. And I think this. after the success of The Rock, people were like, oh, like Jerry Bruckheimer, let's just, like you said, let's just give him a ton of money yeah. and get Nicolas Cage starring in this movie and see where it goes. What was uneven yeah. for me is that there would be characters like John Malkovich and Cameron Poe, which were great, but then also Rapey Raper was just one note, and right. Diabetes Guy was one note, right. and... There was no consistency in regards to character. Right. The, the, I know you can't flesh out every single character. A lot of them were two-dimensional. Like yes. Even Cameron Poe, to a point. Just yeah. Just because of the absurdity of his situation. Yeah. It's like, there's no fucking way this would happen in real no, life. Like, no. Army Ranger gets almost 10 years for doing this, and now he's on this plane with these insane people. And anyway, it makes a great premise for a completely batshit movie. I am 100% convinced that all men want, the only thing that men will ever want, is a slow motion shot of them walking away 
from an explosion right. while guitar licks a plenty yeah. fill the air. That's another that's another reoccurring theme in this movie. Like that's right, this movie. Right before there's so Cameron many slow mo shots. Right before Cameron Poe goes into a slow mo action shot, you have this really great guitar lick of like, wow, oh my you know? gosh. Where he's like, let's do it, and I was like, wow. He's like oh, slow-mo no. jumping over cars and shit's blowing up behind him. And and there's a lot of really great little moments like uh, when the the Hannibal Lecter guy gets all the stuff off of him and he's just sitting there like a normal person. Mm-hmm. And Cameron Post sits down and he just looks over and is like, hey, Gar. Hey, Garland. Hey, Garland. <laughs> he's like, hey. Yeah. Like, it was ridiculous. So it was great. I This is, I kind of wish... That we had watched this on the 4th of July, if yeah. I'm being honest. It's very much it's, a summer movie. It's a summer movie. It is movie. very much a summer movie. And I was thinking, like, I don't know if we're ever going to get a tried-and-true summer blockbuster ever again, in my opinion. Because we have all these tentpole franchises. You look at, like, this last weekend in the box office. Oh, yeah, with The Dark last Phoenix. X-Men movie tanked yeah. for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Uh, the Secret Life of Pets Part Two beat it at the box office. I think maybe Avengers Endgame or maybe some of the Marvel movies that have come out in the last couple of years might be our last, like, true summer blockbusters for Mm -hmm. a while. We don't really get movies like this anymore that are just kind of, like, standalone, here's the story, big action set pieces, shit blown up in your face, cheesy-ass one-liners, a lot of fun, charming as hell, go home. That kind of thing. Like, everything is now going to lead into another story, into another, into another... Well, but think about it, though. That's how it was from the start, from the very first summer blockbuster, When Jaws. did that happen, though? Jaws. Yeah, but I don't know if When sequels, did Jaws 2 come out? I don't know if it came out within the next two years or three. So, but I'm just saying, they see those dollar signs. Yeah, but now it is like 50 times worse. That's like true. Every it's property not like is one, now two, a temple. maybe three. Every, like, every, yeah. everything is a franchise now. Yeah. Like, there's no, you know, and like I said, this fits in this trifecta of movies which are all a lot of fun. Yeah. Like even with his, you clearly didn't like Face Off, but no. You know, there's, I'll watch it again. Yeah, I'll watch it. You'll watch screen. it. Exactly. I didn't love it. I'll watch it again. And you know, I would love to like rewatch The Rock. And so movies like this that are like standalone stories. Yeah. Like even even pertaining to Speed. Speed had a sequel which tanked mm-hmm. at the box office. So in these kinds of cases, like I, I was thinking about that today. Of like, I don't know if we really do have summer blockbusters anymore Hmm. because if you look at like this weekend's box office performance i'm like it's kind of dead not to uh not to sound terribly punny (laughs) but where do you think summer blockbusters jumped the shark i was really proud of that because jaws is the first summer blockbuster and jump the shark means when it started falling apart oh is that what it means oh my god i I honestly honestly didn't know know. what jump the shark yeah jump the shark it's based on uh happy days oh there's an episode specifically where what's his name from Happy Days? Oh, Gene. Gene. He he yes, Gene. <laughs> Gene from, from Barry. Barry. <laughs> he literally jumps over a shark, and it's like the show just kind of. I can't remember if the show ended or if it just went downhill from there. Huh. But ever since then, it's been like the show Jump the Shark wow. is when shit I've starts going south. I've heard the term. I've just never known what it's, uh, what it's meant. That's, but now I'm making it Jaws. <laughs> that I'm really glad. It's always funnier when you explain your jokes. Yes, very much so. If any you see, the reason successful it's funny. comedian will tell you. 
Should we jump into some trivia? Yes, really quickly. Yeah. What? Who would you recommend this for? Do you think this is good for cinemabies, cinephiles? Yes. Like this is the kind of movie that you could just turn on. We've had movies like this before, where if you're just looking for two hours of escapism. To have like a good laugh and a good time and a and sort of like having a great time watching this, but what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. With some like really good actors doing some hammy, cheesy, over the top bullshit for two hours. Like it's it's so much fun. I would take two hours out of my day to watch this. You just said my review of the greatest showman. <laughs> That is, a, and I think no. most people okay. would say that's their review of The Greatest Showman okay, right there. Okay, but my argument with The Greatest Showman, again, No one is paid this. for drinks. No one paid for drinks, number one. P.T. Barnum was a piece of shit in real right. life, number two. There are criminals in this. <laughs> They're pieces of shit. They're just not singing these, and these dancing. These based on real life people, though. Well, not everybody in The Greatest Showman was. <laughs> well, the main guy was. <laughs> okay. Who was out to be the piped piper of the downtrodden. Look, you, everyone knows every park ranger is a piece of shit. Yes, All right, this let's is just true not... from the beginning of time. Yes. I also, too, would recommend this to anybody. Sin and newbies, it's like, just make sure you, you sit down with somebody else, I think. Yeah. Watching this by yourself, you'd be like, I don't know what... This is one of those movies, like, if you think about when we were teenagers. Yeah. And maybe I bring this up because the first graduating class of Generation Z just graduated. This is the generation that literally started with smartphones and tablets in their hands when yes. they were born. So this is the kind of movie that you see at Hollywood Video in the new release section. It's a two-day rental, and you take it home for the weekend, and you watch it on a Friday or Saturday night. You bring it back on Sunday. This is, yeah, bring it back on Sunday. Be Be kind, kind, rewind. rewind. This is that movie, and it's so much fun. Yeah, did I just hit you You just hit me in the feels so hard. All the nostalgia. All All right, let's do trivia. All right, cue trivia music. Dave Chappelle improvised most of his lines. In Did he? Yeah. Really? You can, and you can kind of get that vibe. I get it a little Dave, bit. I think Dave Chappelle's a very clever comedian. Yeah. And I think he just, uh, yeah, he comes up with a lot of stuff on the spot. And huh. you can tell. I feel like you can tell on this. John Cusack dislikes this movie so much that he refuses to be interviewed about it. Ever. Which really? Which is really interesting because I'm like... He's he's really good in this movie. Like, you did serendipity, and you won't talk about this. <laughs> he did a like oh he's done some shit. Movies yeah, too. why won't he talk about it? And I thought he was very like clever. Like yeah, his whole, it's fine. Like, story arc in this movie was you know it's like he's the fun. odd man out. You know he's yeah. trying to like, keep up with all this crazy shit happening. And Ben Affleck did it yeah. just fucking. Strap on a big pair. And again, Nicolas Cage traveled to Alabama to, quote, perfect his accent. I don't know how that worked out That didn't. uh, Um, Bless his heart. The song How Do I Live was nominated for an Oscar. Why am I not surprised? And a Razzie Award. A Razzie? So the Razzies are like the worst. Awards. Oh, that's right. Yes. So it was it nominated both, for both. It got both extremes that year. How do I live was nominated for best original that is song. A that is a huge honor. Yeah, and I just uh, it didn't win for either though. I, I don't I, care. I, Being I nominated for yeah. both is such an honor. Uh, according to Danny Trejo, there's a lot of like quote tough guy competition in almost everything on set. For example, 
When one guy would spit on the floor, others would immediately <laughs> imitate it to try and spit even farther. Are you serious? There was so much dick swinging. There on was. Side. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's just... It would be so much. So, so much. Yeah. This is the first film that Jerry Bruckheimer produced without Don Simpson. The new Jerry Bruckheimer film's logo was featured for the very first time oh. in this movie. So, I believe that's like the lightning striking Yeah, the tree. The tree. But Don Simpson, I think, produced uh, Die Hard, uh -huh. the Lethal Weapon series, I believe. Maybe that was Joel Silver, um, but I think he also produced Predator. So they had like a big uh, sort of collective success in the late 80s, early 90s. Wow. But this was Bruckheimer's first sort of solo breakout uh, by himself. Gary Oldman. I thought you were going to say Gary was Coleman. the first choice to play Cyrus the Virus. Which would have been really Ooh. interesting. Interestingly enough, Gary Oldman then played a bad guy on Air Force One, who hijacks Air Force One, who uh, is. I think not that's the movie I thought this was. You thought this was Air Force One? I have not seen Air Force One. Really? No. Get off my plane? No. Disgruntled Harrison Ford as the I president don't... fighting Gary Oldman? Of course not. Why? <laughs> I was busy rewatching Cats. I'd say it's as good as this no. one. No. Um, other actors considered were Alec Baldwin, Kevin Bacon, Robert De Niro, Michael Douglas, Richard Dreyfus. Which would be what? <laughs> I'm Cyrus the Virus. I just... What we have here is an eating machine. <laughs> Michael Keaton would have been amazing as Cyrus the Virus. That would have been great. That would have been fucking awesome. That would have been awesome. great. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Um, right. Also, Willem Dafoe and Mickey Rourke. Uh, during Mickey Rourke's audition, he improvised by producing a razor-sharp Bowie knife, both terrifying and impressing the director. Though suitably impressed, they decided to cast John Malkovich in the role. Don't go crazy in your auditions. Um, other actors considered for John Cusack's role, Vince Larkin, were Robert Downey Jr., oh. Charlie Sheen, and Matthew Broderick. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, well, oh. I think he would have been a little too clever for oh. the role. I think Matthew Broderick would have been a really good fit. Matthew I, uh, no, I would have a really hard time with Leo that. Bloom. He would keep He would keep looking at the camera. <laughs> yeah, life moves pretty fast. <laughs> um, and I think that's it. I think that's uh, all of, like the good like trivia I have. Um, I want to see when this was released, actually, because, again, it's such a summer movie that... Okay, so it was released... Oh, wow, June 6th, 1997. Oh, my so we God! watched it, like, 22 years to the day, I think. How do we keep, How do doing, we keep doing this? That? We're so lucky. We are! Oh, my gosh. Yeah, That's I fucking crazy. love this movie. It's I a think fun movie. Out of all three of the the action, you know, trinity, I think The Rock is probably my favorite. Just because I remember I think that it, one. I think it has the most cohesive plot. Yeah. Even though it's a little like eh, we're kind of bordering on a little nuts here. Right. But I think um, when you have a good antagonist. Yeah. In this case, John Malkovich, very much so. Mm -hmm. um, and in The Rock's case, you have Ed Harris, who's sort of this disgruntled former U.S. Marine who has, like, such a good point of view as well. Like, he's trying to look out for the men who were murdered, not murdered, but killed under his command. I think when you have a good bad guy, it sort of lifts the story and makes it a little bit more like, yeah, I'll go along with this. When you said Ed Harris, I immediately thought Andy from The Office being the bad Ed guy. Ed Helms? Ed Helms. I know it's a different, but <laughs> I was it, like... Rid it, it, the rock. At any rate. 
Uh, all right, so I think that's everything. I think that's everything. Watch Con Air. So fucking watch, watch Con this Air. Movie. It's this, fucking great. It's really, and it's, it's summertime. This it's is summertime. the perfect time to do it. Yeah, see, see, like a standalone summertime blockbuster movie, just like Speed and it's ridiculous. All the ones that you remember from the early to mid '90s. Out of all, out of the, all the ones that we've done that are like summer blockbuster yeah. ones, I think I've liked Speed the most. Really? Yeah, and I'm putting that up against Alien and Con Air. Speed was really good. Speed um, is good. Con Air was. Be, like better for me this time than yes. watching it many years ago. Like yes. I had a great fucking time watching this. Yeah. One, so. So yeah, remember to like, subscribe, and share. Yes, the more that you share, the more that people know about this, the more this grows, and the more possibility that we could quit our day jobs and just do this all the time for Wouldn't you. That be great? We're at Simac Podcast, mm-hmm. and I don't know what movie we're doing next. No. So we'll figure it out. Yeah, we might have a little bit more space between, like we did this week, just because I'm doing my show and we have a few other things going on. We're going to Oregon for ten days at the beginning of July. So we will be sure to keep you guys posted. But uh, other than that, thanks again for listening. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.